Good day, it's sportstars.ie. It's Wednesday and that means it's time for Sportstars Camogie, our weekly look at all things affecting the small ball. No matches to look forward to yet, but plenty to talk about and we'll have that over the next while. Galway Camogie legend Trace Maher joins us later on to tell you how you can win a house and car. Her club, Attenry, are doing an ambitious fundraiser, loads of prizes, but of course, as I mentioned at the start, a house and car. What an opportunity. We'll have that later on. Also, the Camogie All-Stars took place last Saturday. Congratulations to all 30 winners, the three players of the year, and Brian Dowling, the manager of the year, the presenter Killian Whelan is with us to talk about hosting the event for the first time and his take on the two selections. So we've all that and more coming up, but first let's look at the news that affecting Camogie over the last week. As I mentioned there, we'll start with the uh, Liberty Insurance Camogie All-Stars that took place last Saturday night. Available on the Camogie Association Facebook and YouTube pages if you haven't seen them already. An excellent show has to be said. I'm not just saying that because Killian's coming up later on. It was a very, very Im- enjoyable show for about an hour. Plenty of guests as well and worth checking out. Denise Gall is the Senior Players Player of the Year. Neve Mallon from Down is the Intermediate Players Player of the Year and Kira Donnelly from Armagh the Premier Junior Players Player of the Year and I mentioned already Brian Dowling the Manager of the Year Kilkenny, Cork, Tipperary, Galway and Waterford all represented in the Senior Team and great representation in the Soaring Stars as well from Down, Antrim, Mead, Leash, Armagh and Cavan congratulations to everybody concerned just to let you know people might be wondering what about the Sports Stars Camogie Team of the Year that was picked last week Again, thank you very much to everybody who supported that. Over 32,000 votes. We said we decided this week we'd focus on the official Camogie Association All-Stars. Next week, we'll be bringing in players from our own Sports Stars Team of the Year. will join us in Sports Stars Camogie and we will also name the Sports Stars Camogie Player of the Year. So that will be something worth looking forward to. That is next week's show here on Sports Stars Camogie. We've uh, an extra podcast this week, the third half special, uh, with Galway Camogie's Siobhan McGrath and also Dublin Ladies footballer Jennifer Dunn. Siobhan will be talking about mergers, club championships and scholarships. Um, definitely check that out if you haven't seen it already. That is the third half this week. I mentioned already Attenry Camogie Club. Chance to win a house and car in Raheen in Attenry. €100 Euro a ticket. You can check it out in www.winahouseandcar.ie all those details also on the web article with this podcast and Trey's will explain more to you later on monthly prizes of a thousand euro I think there's 10 prizes at the end as well as the main prize too uh, it's for Rye to build um Training facilities, building facilities, and like with the history Atten Rye have, All Ireland champions in the 70s, close in the uh, two senior All Irelands the last decade, and nearly won an intermediate a couple of years ago, only losing out to Kildare at Johnstown Bridge. You know, it's uh, the game of Camogie and Hurling is growing in Atten Rye. It's a great location, but as I mentioned, Trace will tell you all about that later on. What else do we have to talk about this week? Roscommon Camogie are doing a series of interviews with their players and they're worth checking out. They're very, very good. If you check the Roscommon Camogie social media pages, you'll get the details on that and get to know the players, especially if you're from Roscommon, but also around the country. 
Congratulations, Neve Rafferty from St. Brenda's Camogie Club in Ballymacnab. She is the Ulster GEA Young Volunteer of the Year. Just 18 years of age, Neve doing great work with her club. And staying with our mad, they have a new senior Camogie manager, Matty Lennon, who's experienced with Monaghan and Tyrone, as succeeds the uh, pair of Michal Murphy and Porrick Doddle, who led them to the Premier Junior title in 2020. Um, Matty will be looking for back-to-back titles, our mad in the third tier this year and we wish him the very very best of luck of course we're all waiting for games and we're well aware of plenty of protests going on recently and of course two uh, Camogie stars who were down in Cork last week Katrina and Pamela Mackey had stuff to say as well everybody's entitled to their own opinion on what's going on at the moment and once everyone does things safely that's what matters hopefully it'll be safe to get back to action soon we certainly are missing it here on Sports Stars staying with Cork in a ski national school have released a lovely picture uh, Orla Cronin from Cork uh, first time All-Star and Orla a great worker for the Cork and Mogi team uh, she won uh, an All-Star for her centre forward last Saturday night and the picture with Phil Healy uh, Phil of course came fourth in the European Athletics Championships at the weekend so a very very unique picture and Inneski National School have released that if you're not doing anything this Saturday night 8 o'clock Waterford Camogie are having a family fun quiz it's a uh, 10 euro a team lots of great prizes I don't think it's restricted just to people from Waterford but get involved in that Waterford doing um keeping things active as we wait for the games to return and finally Tipperary Camogie the last PE lesson with Roisin Howard takes place tomorrow Thursday 12 o'clock even check back some of the previous episodes as well the most important thing at the end of the day we keep our children active and even our us older children as well staying active would be no harm either and that's worth checking out with Roisin Howard and that's the uh, Camogie News of the week as i mentioned at the start of the show coming up later on we talk to the all-star presenter from the camogie association awards that is killian whelan where he'll talk about that and give his opinion on the selections made for the all-stars and soaring stars but coming up after this break we talk to goey camogie legend trace maher we're not talking about a career this time we're not talking about galway we're talking about atenry and how you can win a house and car I like listening sports stars because I like to listen to ladies football and ladies camogie. Now I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by a regular guest of ours here in sports stars. Of course, I'm talking about Galway camogie legend Trace Maher. Uh, but of course, today we're not talking about Galway. We're not talking about Lacra Gale or Fair Greens, uh, Trace. We're talking about something much more important and uh, you know, a massive fundraiser being planned by your club at Nry that could uh, secure the club's future. Yeah, Darren, um, there's a very ambitious fundraiser going on within our club, Win a House and Car, initiative that the club launched last week to basically buy our own grounds and then to develop the facilities on those grounds um, solely for the Camogie Club. Yeah, what we're talking about here is it's called winahouseandcar.ie and we'll include the uh, website details as well in the link to the podcast where tickets been sold for €100 Euro each and you can be in with a chance to win a three-bedroom house in Atenray worth €285,000 plus an Audi A4 car which is worth nearly fifty grand. Yeah, the prices are brilliant and I think that's what's going to be the seller for us, we hope. So there's those two prizes, the first prize, and then there's other prizes after that, 5,000 euro second prize, 2,000 after that, and then 1,000 prize, um, I think, 
seven of those. But also on top of that, there's also um, a monthly prize of €1,000. So the earlier you buy the ticket, you would be put into a monthly draw for €1,000 between now until the, the draw takes place, which is in December. So, yeah, look, I think it's it's a great opportunity for, for people out there, the young people, I suppose, especially who are looking to, to click on the property ladder or get a new car. I think it, it, it'd be wonderful for them to purchase the ticket and to be with the chance. And for anybody, really, I think we're, we're not just looking at our our own local community we're hoping to um roll this out nationwide and people will invest in it and um help i suppose um our dream become a reality of the camogie club i'm going to talk about the camogie club in a moment but just in regards to prize as well because a lot of people probably don't realize it trace atten is such a perfect location at the moment when you take the pathways going from north to south as well as going to dublin Absolutely, and you know we're it's it's a commuter town. It's it's very close to the motorway, with links obviously accessibility to Dublin to Galway. From that point of view as well, it 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 would be brilliant for anybody living abroad. You know, to be a nice holiday home for anyone from Ireland, um, to to have roots back home again. So yeah, it, it's in a perfect location, really. In the house itself, it's only four minutes drive from Atenry Town, but you're at Atenry, it's only about fifteen minutes from Galway City, and you'll be down in Limerick in no time as well. It's, there's lots of advantages location-wise and for people. So, um, yeah, not to know, it's a busy little town. It's a lovely little town to, to, to visit. And as you said, with the, with the, with the um, links to the greenways, fast approaching as well, it's, it's great. Let's talk about what the um, fundraiser is for. Of course, it's for Atenry Camogie Clubs, like a club steeped in tradition, All-Ireland title back in the 70s. Very unlucky, it must be said, not to have added to that, especially in your own time. Four county senior titles in Galway in recent years too. But the club has had to depend on local schools and the local hurling club in order to have facilities for their thriving numbers to play. Yeah, look, we mirror, I'd say, every other community club in Ireland, Darren, in the sense that we're fortunate to be able to use the facilities of our main counterparts. And they've always been very obliging, um, giving us our slots um, every week from from all ages, from underage up, to use the facilities and the pitches that that they have available, and plus the school's pitch as well. So I suppose the main reason is that the numbers are growing within the club. We have 433 members at the moment. I think we're, we're the biggest club in Connacht. And, but also on, on, on the GA side, their numbers are growing too. And I suppose the club are forward thinking and seeing that you know the numbers are growing every year. And with numbers growing every year and then the availability of pitches, looking for more pitches year on year, that they're hopeful that we can get this fundraiser to build our own grounds so that going forward we will have our own our own development solely for ourselves and it's just it's just touching on the next question I was going to ask is testament to the work being done at both Hurling and Komogi of course because the numbers are getting bigger so the current arrangement isn't really feasible long term it just makes the task I think a little bit harder if the numbers continue at the growth that they are growing which is wonderful for the club and don't get me wrong the, the Hurling Club would always accommodate us in any way that they can and they have done so and continue to do so but I think it's maybe just to alleviate a bit of the pressure from them as well I think that the club are looking to do this so that we solely have them for ourselves and yeah it's brilliant that the, that the club has grown it's, it's, it's what we want to see for the future This fundraiser is for at my Camogie Club to buy and develop uh, training grounds as you touched on at the start trace before I let you go it's not just the one big prize which will be drawn on the 18th of December but there's monthly prizes of a thousand euro I think there's 19 prizes in total over the course of the next 9-10 months and the first draw is coming up in 3 weeks time at the end of March 
Yeah, that's correct. Um, first draw is on the 28th um, of March. So if anyone wants to get their tickets bought between now and then, they'll be on a chance to win a thousand euro. And then subsequently every month after that up until the 18th of December. So we're really hoping that people will purchase early. The website has great content on it. And I know the club have been doing lots of interviews behind the scenes with different past players and stuff so that they'll keep the website fresh and there'll be different things rolling out throughout that throughout the year. So for anybody who does buy a ticket to make sure to log on to the website frequently just for those updates and maybe to learn a little bit more history about the club that they may not have known. And it is again Winnerhouse and Card.ie. I was looking at it earlier on some fantastic content there and as Trace just says it tells you about the club it tells you about the draw as well and as you mentioned there Tracing Tommy Devan has been doing an interview for International Women's Day this week as well so to be updated content the whole time. Yeah and you know I think people might have a better interest in it now once they purchase a ticket and you know just to see how, how it is going and maybe to get the updates and maybe some people players who have gone away from the club for a while to go back and you know to have to do a little refresher on the club and see where it has grown since they left and, and maybe people abroad as well maybe to get that little link back with home and it'll be updated and it'll be kept fresh so there'll be a lot of content coming up over the next in the next few months that the committee will be uploading onto it so yeah and, be good. and Trace, just just to ask before we finish up, is that the only place you can buy a ticket or is there other avenues to support this? So there's also links on uh, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, Win a House and Car, so people can follow them on those social media outlets too. So that's Facebook, Facebook Instagram and Twitter, Win a House and Car and obviously on www.winahouseandcar.ie. I like listening to sports dads because he has famous celebrities and I guess listen to him. Darren Kelly. Now I'm delighted to be joined by, well, Camogie commentator and now Camogie All-Star presenter Killian Whelan, who joins me here to talk about the ceremony and the All-Star and Soaring Star teams for 2020. And first, Killian, thanks many for joining us here in Sportsdas. Yeah, I was just wondering who you were going to introduce there for a minute there when you included all that. <laughs> no, but of course, as I say, we, we've known you well for being a Camogie commentator the last couple of years, but a great honour for yourself and personally as well, Killian. I was glad to see a Camogie person presenting the All-Stars this year as well. No doubt, a great honour. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm sure there's people in certain parts of the country, though, we kind of questioned me being a, a camogie uh, person or whatever uh, in in lots of ways. I, my, my background, uh, Darren, would be, I would say, 95% football. And, you know, I suppose when you make certain moves within media and, uh, you know, I, I would have been a follower of all sports. And I definitely when I moved to Kildare and, 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 and the radio work I would have done in Kildare, I would have been a very strong supporter of, Lady sport and 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 obviously you know at the at, at a time uh, when I was in Kildare broadcasting on local radio you know the Kildare Camogie team you know, on a regular basis were contesting at Leinster and All Ireland level so you know you, you got a grow for it and I suppose that group then appreciated what what you did and uh, you know you you probably were accepted nearly in some ways if that makes sense so then I suppose when I made the step out then in the last few years. Um, into the Camogie world of commentary and things like that. I think I suppose I was um, I was taken on board in that I seem to know what I was talking about, if that makes sense. So the achievement then of of becoming the presenter of the awards to me is probably it's definitely up there as one of my greatest achievements. Anyway, um, probably one of the bizarrest events I've ever done, Darren, in lots of ways because uh, I was sit, uh, standing in a room with three other people, and uh, you're hoping it's going down well, if you know what I'm saying. 
Well, I have to say the feedback here with us is it was very natural and very uh, well done live event, especially with the interaction with some of the players of the year. But just going to ask you that question, actually, Killian, because you and me have been at plenty of all-star uh, functions over the years and they're always a great night and always sore heads the following morning but of course <laughs> the, with the world we're living in at the moment too um, we'd be used to looking at a match and talking away at a match but uh-huh. as you said there you're probably talking to a cameraman and maybe one or two producers uh, that was it some of it as you can imagine because this TV was worked off auto queue and uh, you know I had I had uh, Sarah Stanley actually of the Camogie Association Sarah's part there the communications and she was looking after the auto queue Alan Malone was keeping an oversight on everything that was going on and, uh, and I had a cameraman then in front of me who was throwing all shapes and angles and there was I think a producer in a van outside who was keeping an eye on on the whole thing so yeah very kind of strange obviously with the whole COVID thing and following all the regulations and everything but um yeah, I'd have to say well managed considering the situation that they're in. And I'm sure Alan would be hopeful that we don't have to do one like that ever again. And, uh, you know, credit the production company as well that uh, that put it together. We're putting in the campaign now, Killian for 2021. And, we, <laughs> uh, and hopefully we can all get back there in the old tuxes and uh, enjoy a beverage. Well, that, well, that's the thing, you know, because uh, I suppose I was saying I was joking with people on social media just before the event. You know what? What should I wear? Because obviously it's it's such a, a different event in lots of ways. But I think I made an effort anyway to dress up. But I, I would like to think that we'd be able to do it live then, and we get to see all the style and the crack and everything that you obviously would miss uh, from a night like that. And it is because it's even just even talking to my own partner too, because they're not there this year, you miss those days out, whether it's the football event or the Kamoki event or even the GA event for that matter too. They're, they're a symbol of the season, the end of the year, but of course we're living in completely different times. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they, it, it's important to have the event and I suppose a lot of people might have been wondering when it was actually going to happen. You know, I suppose the, in the last number of weeks there's been obviously, you know, the Kamogi obviously like to have their own opportunity to publicise their own event rather than clashing with the, the hurling football, ladies football. So it just probably took a little bit of organising to put it together because I don't know whether there was ever an outside hope that there might have been able to be a live event in time. But I suppose when that became clear, they had to go work with what they did. But uh, as you mentioned, you know, having those nights, yeah, it, it, because you see the players on a different level and I think they see you in a different level too. And, you know, this year, I, I would safely say I've made an awful lot of contact with a lot of Camogie players. And I think then when they see you on the screen then presenting the awards, I think they, they accept they accept who you are. You know, the kind of thing that, that they know maybe that you're there for all the right reasons and um, they feel that you know what you're talking about, as you said. You know, and that, that, that building those relationships, I think, are important. And, you know, Darren, I, I'll probably throw something in here and it's not being big-headed at all, but I have to say... I was amazed that on Saturday night, after a number of uh, our fine Camogie players received awards, I actually got messages from some of those to say, well done on the job that you did. And I'm going, but you won an All-Star. <laughs> you know, that, that's that, like to me, that's the that's the most important. Uh, I'd only love to have been out on the field and winning a medal or an All-Star. But uh, I, I, I thought it just goes to show you the measure of uh, some of our female athletes that they actually said, yeah, no, that, that you know, they should pass on a congratulations or a, a thanks to me for what I did. And I was just thinking again, I did very little. Ah, but you play the key part as well and they do appreciate that because it's a big night for themselves. I know they'll always say when we do the interviews it's about team, but it's a special night for themselves too and they do appreciate the effort that went in there, that their um, efforts and achievements over the year um, were acknowledged. 
Yeah, no, no, there's no doubt. And I think that's why it's important to have those evenings. I know it creates a lot of debate and there's probably some people will agree and disagree with teams and whoever was chosen and whatever. But at the end of the day, I, I, I would imagine that uh, all 30 girls that picked up a, a, an award for the team and then obviously the players of the year that picked up all of the fully deserving of their uh, of their achievements because I think extra special for 2020 when you consider what uh, every girl and every team went through in an effort to be able to uh, put on a camogie championship for us to be able to go and talk about. And of course, as you mentioned that point as well now, Killian, we're going to get your own expertise as well and see what you thought of the two selections. Uh, generally positive feedback across both the All-Stars and the Soaring Stars. As mentioned, there's always going to be debate. We'll talk about one or two of those in a moment, but your overall assessment of the two teams. Yeah, look, I, I'd, I'd have to say, you know, you credit uh, down with everything that they achieved in the Soaring, you know, winning Soaring Star Awards. I think they're fully deserving of it. They're a team that I definitely would have had. I, I don't know, for whatever reason, Darren, I just probably, for the last number of years, I've been at a, a large number of their games and uh, probably have built up a little bit of a, a personal connection with some of them. And you probably wanted them to do well, you know, and that, that doesn't take from anyone else. I would have seen my own county leash get there into, you know, a cracking game down in the rag. And, uh, you know, progressing the champ, a young team that maybe will be a team that will be coming in the next uh, year or two as well. But down, just to me, they felt that they had the experience and, uh, you know, were suitably rewarded in on the Soaring Stars team that they just were, you know, the team to, to make the difference and make the step up and obviously saw an opportunity in 2020 to do that. Then across, obviously, the other, uh, with, with, the, with the Senior All-Star Awards, there's no doubt about it, Kilkenny, uh, deserving, obviously, of the, of the number. They probably would have felt that they could have got one more I probably would have felt that Galway probably would feel they should have had at least one more. I know there's a lot of people talking about the fact that, you know, the likes of Cork and Tipperary, who didn't, uh, you know, obviously qualify for the final, got three and Galway only got two. I think there could be some debate about that, uh, no doubt about it. Um, but again, when you look at the, the three Cork girls and the three Tipperary girls, you probably couldn't deny them as well. So I'd say it was very, very tight and close in lots of ways um, with regards to um, who was ultimately going to get them awards, you know. And uh, great to see is probably as well, um, Darren, that a lot of first-timers getting their award. You know, I think I may, I mentioned Maiden and First an awful lot of, uh, the other night with regards to who was picking up awards. So that that was probably good to see as well. It was indeed, and just going at that whole star team first, we'll run through it line by line and we'll just do a quick over-assessment of the Soaring Stars. Like, there was a lot of good goalkeepers this year, but I think the general feeling that Anya Slattery was that little bit ahead. Maybe Sarah Healy from Galway could have challenged there, but I think a universal acclaim for Anya Slattery, and of course, she's only leaving cert. Absolutely, and was uh, in with her inter-county minor team as well this year, only for obviously COVID got in the way. So what a year that would have been if she had been able to uh, notch all that. Yeah, I, I, I was very impressed with Anya Slattery um, for a, a young girl being very, very cool under pressure on different occasions and uh, made some good save, vital saves as well at, uh, at, at different times. You know, um, you'd have to mention obviously Sarah Healy and I suppose uh, a girl I think we're going to see maybe come out from uh, the, the, the shadows a little bit would be Amy Lee. I think we're going to see an awful lot of Amy now who obviously has been a good understudy to uh, some uh, a top quality goalkeeper over the, over the last couple of years. Um, but I, I think we might see more from her. So she would be obviously in consideration as well. But I don't think there was any doubt Eva Slattery uh, fully deserving of the uh, of that award. And Delia Ferronia too, across the board, even the sports staff team, um, like women's hurling everywhere, she was getting the nod and deservedly so. A lot of good defenders here as well. Like 
a name that's probably, and maybe I'm being a bit biased here, that could stand out not getting in would be Sarah Durbin. But then who do you leave out? Because Shauna Healy deserving in there, Claire Feeling being consistent, great nod for Mary Ryan as well in the full back line. Shauna Healy, I think, was, uh, I would say, first one down um, because uh, Shauna was. I just think absolutely fantastic. God almighty, she'd pick your pocket on a, on, on a tight bus or train or something. She's just phenomenal and uh, and and tough out. So, yeah, no doubt Sarah was there. I would feel Sarah Dervin obviously would feel, I would think, a little bit disappointed. Uh, you got the credit, Darren. She had a fantastic semi-final and uh, quarter-final even, or, or, or group stages, I should say. Um, so the semi, into the semi-final, a fantastic uh, performance, you know, really led from the back and w- was, uh, as she has been from a very young age, Sarah Durbin has been a leader on that Galway team. I, I think she is a little bit unlucky to lose out. Are you judging her ultimately on maybe a second half of uh, an All-Ireland final? You know, I, I don't think Sarah Durbin, to me, would have been one of the standout players of Galway all year. So I think a, a little unlucky there. But um, Claire Phelan, yeah, full back, no doubt. I, I probably would have to maybe uh, accommodate uh, Sarah Durvin. I probably would have brought Claire to centre back and probably would have seen a little bit of rejig around the lines, I have to say, just from my point of view anyway. But again, couldn't fall Claire Phelan. Yeah, she was going to be somewhere in the six, uh, definitely. Mary Ryan has been a huge leader to Tipperary over the years. And, uh, you know, imagine five nominations and probably not getting one. Maybe that probably leaned her a little bit. Um, you know, she played that sweeper uh, defensive role very well this year. Obviously, a lady that's been around a long time now with regards to the sport and knows every inch, nook and cranny of how to uh, act in a defensive mode and obviously attack as well. But uh, Mal pulled off uh, an, an excellent year this year. Again, how could you have left her out? Who who would you have taken her out of the team at the, at the expense of? But, you know, again, I would just think probably just nudged ahead of one or two others uh, but, you know, again, you couldn't knock her for uh, getting that cornerback uh, star. The half-back line is Hannah Looney, Karen Kennedy and Davina Tobin. Of course, a lot of talk was where Grace Walsh would play. She was definitely going to get in the team. And Davina Tobin as well might have got a slot in the full-back line if Grace had been in defence. Again, another formidable half-back line. Oh, geez, yeah. Um, like Davina Tobin. I don't know how Davina hasn't had an all-star before now. Again, a, a credible player and uh, you know, fully deserving. Again, I probably would have um, put Davina in the corner back role and that would have, uh, I think, facilitated a bit of a Galway influence in the midfield because I think Grace uh, probably should have been in the, in the uh, half-back lane where she would have played, obviously, a good portion of the year. Hannah Looney was phenomenal, uh, as, uh, has become a really strong leader, I think, for Cork. And uh, again, probably didn't meet a whole lot of opposition, it would be fair to say, in that role this year. Um, I think she was definitely the standout uh, player. You, you know, some of the Galway girls might have come into reckoning there as well, but I, I think Hannah was making that position her own. Karen Kennedy as well. A lot of people, you know, talked about her the year that she had. I think, yeah, uh, I think Karen had to be put into that team somewhere also. Some people might have uh, facilitated her in midfield as well. But, you know, again, the reason why Tipperary probably pushed on that the way they did was down to a lot of what Karen Kennedy did. Formidable half-back line, as you said, it would have been hard to take any of them out of the team. But, you know, that's the half-back line we, we, that, that has been ultimately chosen. But I probably would have rejigged defence. If, if it was my opinion, anyway, Darren, if that's what you're looking for, I probably would have rejigged the defence a little bit. Probably would have meant Mary Ryan misses out and uh, to compensate maybe for, as we go into midfield now, where I would have put Aoife Donahue, I think. Eva Dunn, who was one of those players I was going to talk about midfield, Anna Farrell from Kilkenny as well, another Chloe Sigerson and Grace Walsh, the partnership at eight and nine. 
and look, that's a that's a fairly strong midfield partnership. I wouldn't like to cross either of those two girls um, if I was out on the field. Chloe, again, only 22 years of age, and yet we seem to be talking about her for a long number of years now at this stage. But, you know, really stepped up this year, Darren, into leadership role, took on the responsibility, uh, sideline cuts, taking long range, freeze, everything. You know, she was the drive and the connection uh, because you'd have to say Cork are lacking a little bit in the forwards, uh, are going to need a little bit of an injection in there, you would think. Uh, but Chloe was the one that definitely kept them trundling along there. And you wouldn't have been a surprise, you know, if they had pulled the, uh, the cat out of the bag, pardon the pun, uh, in beating Kilkenny, you know, and I think Chloe would have had a, a significant part in that. But I think Chloe probably would be just about getting in there for me. Again, Karen Kennedy could have got in there and uh, that would have been a midfield. I, you know, um, might have seen Chloe lose out. Grace going back into the half-back line. I still think Grace is a phenomenal player. She was going to be on the team. Didn't matter. Um, anywhere in the six and, 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 and the midfield position. To me, Grace Walsh was the player of the match in the All-Ireland final. Um, not taken from Aoife Doyle and everything that, that, that she did. Grace Walsh, was the epitome of everything to represent what Kilkenny did that day, Darren. Um, I said it to a guy that you'll know well as, uh, as well, a good commentator on, 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 on uh, Camogie, Darrow Crahour, during the game. I said, that girl out there has just epitomised everything that she's done personally and professionally all year during this lockdown. You know, like Grace Walsh has uh, put her whole professional career and everything like that right at the toll of this COVID you know and I'm sure there's other other on front line and I'm thinking of Tini Cormick and as well as a as a medical professional and there's other medical professionals but I just thought Grace when you consider that she has to be doing serious hours on the front line and then was able to do that and perform in the way she did in the All-Ireland Final to me she was winning an All-Star um, I'm not sure it would need it to be at midfield. I think she she was definitely standout wing back, but look, she's on the team. I think Aoife Dunham will have to feel a little bit of grief she didn't get in there uh, personally. If there was one one kind of uh, gold star for Galway this year, I would have thought it was Aoife. You know, like the, the efforts that she made and kind of keeping things going. I think Neve Kilkenny this year, it just, she was falling between two stools, I think a little bit for Neve. And uh, I hope she doesn't mind me saying that, but I just think that that probably took from her her style a little bit. But Aoife then stood into the stood into the mantle, I thought, and she was the one that was probably uh, driving Galway forward. So I think she probably is a little bit unlucky to lose out there. Yeah, because even as you talk about that Galway midfield going back to the All Ireland final, they were. Uh, predictions before the game would have said Galway will win the midfield battle hands down like they did in 2019 but it was Grace Walsh that took the game with the scruff of the neck and a lot of people would agree with your thoughts that she probably should have got player of the match I was on doing a guest slot on, on the local radio stations in Kilkenny and they had said to me what do you think needs to change and I said well if Kilkenny are to win this match they need to take it out of the middle they need to hit the wings that little bit more and uh, you know start moving Galway around because I felt even though it wasn't a, 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 a suiting maybe Galway in a lot of terms uh, Darren still the crowding around the middle it wasn't it was working for Galway I think more than it was working for Kilkenny in lots of ways and uh then all of a sudden Grace, Grace Walsh comes into the game and she just all of a sudden blows the whole thing open and uh, Galway had no answer to her and they just, to me, she put Aoife Donoghue on the back foot and maybe that's what cost Aoife Donoghue maybe a little bit down. I think it's harsh. Ultimately, did that half an hour in an All-Ireland final cost Aoife Donoghue an All-Star? Yeah, it's a bit harsh in a way because uh, it, 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 she definitely was under a bit of pressure having to deal with Grace in that second half of the All-Ireland final. 
Grace was on the show with us last week and she'd been saying she'd been itching to play midfield for a while and she certainly um, put down her stamp when she got it. Uh, let's look at the, we look at the two lines in attack first and then we'll talk about some of the players that have missed out. Half forward line, a lot of joy for Neve Rocket from Waterford, Orla Cronin from Cork and of course we all knew Denise Gall was going to play in somewhere. Well, Denise Gall was going to be somewhere, yeah, absolutely. Um, it didn't matter. Again, she's probably facilitated a little bit out in the wing back or the wing forward position Neve Rocket, again, the last couple of years has been such a linchpin for Waterford and to keep them ticking along and, and probably trying to go in tandem there with Beth Carton this year. But Neve all of a sudden, Darren, this year changed one aspect of her game. She started scoring goals. And, not, and I don't mean just normal goals. She was scoring top class, quality, top of the corner, uh, the net goals, you know, and that uh, really made her stand out. She really... She's always been a leader for Waterford. I don't think she needs to know that, but and 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 has got obviously a number of all star nominations. Uh, to think as well that you know how she has to mind herself and mind her body, um, with with with, with the little you know knock or digs or whatever that she might pick up, when considering everything that she's gone through in her youth and so forth. But, um, you know, Neve was phenomenal, so again, I think she definitely was in the running, and to me, uh, yeah, had to be accommodated somewhere in the in the in the six. Denise Gall, definitely. Orla Cronin's in there, again, a leader for Cork, but to me probably is just sneaking in there to, to some extent. You know, there might have been one or two others could have been, could have maybe got the nod there. But look, Orla is a phenomenal player. Six points uh, leading Cork, you know, uh, in, in, a, in a big game um, early in the championship. Yeah, look, she's one of the top forwards in the game. There's no doubt. Um, I'm just... I'm not sure uh, that maybe Orla was, was going to be totally deserving of getting in there, but again, was one of Cork's leaders this year. So I suppose she definitely was always going to be in the mix for it. We look at some of those who missed out in a moment. The inside line, Orla McGrath, uh, top of the right, Miriam Walsh and Kilkenny at full forward. And again, another person we kind of knew was definitely going to be in there somewhere, Ann Dalton. What a way to sign out. Yeah, Ann Dalton, no doubt. Great, great to see again, um, you know, seven All-Stars now. Two, it, it, it's probably sad in a way she's only got two All-Irelands in, in lots of ways you know but uh, still what a way to sign off a leader um, showed all the way probably was curtailed a little bit in the All-Ireland final but I think uh, considering the year that Anne Dalton had a massive goal against Cork when they needed it um, so I think she was she was ultimately going to uh, get in there Orlis McGrath yeah one of the one of the shining lights I think for Galway this year uh, Darren in a Galway forward line that probably didn't always click, if, if I'd be fair to say. You know, I, I do think maybe the McGraths need to another little bit of time just gelling it all together. I think there was obviously changes made this year to the Galway style of play because the McGraths were back in the setup and it was probably a little bit different to last year. And I think that's where maybe one or two players fell between the stools a little bit in trying to accommodate the McGrath play and the, the changes to the bit of the Galway style. But Orlis was definitely a shining light. There's no question about it. And if Galway had won in All Ireland, obviously she went, she scores a goal in the in the All Ireland final, and, and she contributes healthily uh, 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 throughout the championship. Uh, she's in there. The other thing is, I think Miriam then at full forward. Miriam might have been a, another one that might have been close to winning and not winning, because I just feel there might have been, you know, as I said, a scenario where there might have been one or two other players that might have been considered in the forwards. I'm not saying a full forward or whatever, but still, Miriam was fantastic in an All-Ireland final. She kept Sarah Durvin occupied for half an hour. And I wouldn't say Miriam 
touched the ball too much in that second half, but yet uh, Sarah Durvin had to keep an eye on her because obviously Miriam was coming in there with uh, a, a number of goals against Westmead in, in the earlier round. She knows where the back of the onion sack is, so if she's a, a lady that you wouldn't be able to take your eyes off either. But again, probably I said it would have been a close run call uh, with regard to that all-star, but I think the two corners, I think we're definitely going to be in there somewhere, yeah. Let's just look at one or two of the names that were unlucky to miss out. And the main name that's been said to me, Gillian, over the last week was Cot Devan. Cot Devan is uh, a player that obviously has a serious leader for Tip. And if you maybe turned around and said to me, oh, Tipperary got three All-Stars and you asked me to name the three of them, I think I probably, and you probably would have done the same, you would have named Cot Devan as one of the three. Again, did maybe Cot lose out because maybe it, it, things didn't work out wholly for her in an All-Ireland semi-final? Is that maybe what came against her a little bit? You know, Karen Kennedy was the one that got the goal. Um, she was the one that maybe drove a little bit more in that semi-final. Uh, was it just that Cot was dealt with adequately? And then that means Sarah Durvin, you know, dealt with Cot Devan uh, and, 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 that, and that, you know, her play adequately enough and obviously a number of the other Galway backs as well. So it, it, it's hard to know, Darren. I think she definitely would have been close, um, but yeah, would have been, would have been considered but if you were to judge some of the other players and how they got in and some of the other players that lost out on maybe half an hour of camogie and decision-making that went at the time, it might have been hard to put her in, if you understand me. So, yeah, no, I, de- I definitely think she's one that's unlucky too, yeah. There's some great talent there in the 15 that were selected. Is there any other names, Killian, throughout the team that we haven't mentioned that you reckon um, we've talked about Sarah Durvin, Aoife Dunhoo, caught Devan and a few others. Anyone else we haven't mentioned, especially in attack, that would feel a bit aggrieved or disappointed that they're not in? Well, I wouldn't say aggrieved or disappointed, but, you know, you'd have to look at... You always have to think of Amy O'Connor when it comes to Cork. A phenomenal player. This year, I think... You know, we're going to have to look at Cork maybe not relying on Amy as much in order to maybe get Amy, allow Amy to maybe find space a little bit more. Like definitely this time uh, this year, Amy, I would say, was double marked on occasion. There's no doubt about it. She came in for uh, some heavy kind of attention on, on, on occasion in, in game. So, you know, I would imagine Paddy's going to be have to be working on, on scenarios there where how do how do we expose Amy O'Connor to get the best out of her? Because, you know, like she was very, very good against Clare, but that was maybe a lot of naivety on Clare's front, you know, getting in there to a quarter final and and probably pay too much respect to Amy O'Connor in lots of ways. You know, she definitely would be in it. Aoife Doyle surely is one that has to be thought about as well from a Kilkenny point of view. A girl, you know, that obviously won the player of the match in the All-Ireland final, scores four points, probably should have had two goals in that match, if, if memory serves me right, with regards to she getting into a one-on-one situation uh, with, 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 um, with Sarah Healy. You know, so they definitely will be two in the forwards, I will be thinking of uh, Darren. Bet Carton probably as well from a Waterford point of view, if, uh, if you were to think of it. So can't say Bet and Amy would be disappointed they might have felt they should have been a little bit closer to it. That's all Star team is on our website, sportsdas.ie. Very quickly before we wrap up, we'll just run through the Soaring Stars team. Uh, Aideen Larry from Leash and Goal, a fullback line of Claire Coffey from Mead, Derver McGee from Down, Chloe Drain from Antrim, Neve Donald also from Antrim, centre-back Finola Carr from Down and Claude Tynan from Leash. I'll stop there for a moment, Killian. Again, we talked about Anne Dalton, Finola Carr, very important for Down this year. And again, a great way to sign out with an all-star, a soaring star on top of an All-Ireland win. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Finola Carr, huge leader and a fantastic player. And I'll always go back to a moment uh, up in Ashburn. I was commenting on the match, I think it was uh, against... Was it? Uh, sorry, it was uh, up in Clonus 
and uh, when she went full length uh, block on a mead attack and uh, you're just thinking this lady doesn't need to put her body on the line anymore you know that she's she's earned enough that other people might do it but Fanula stood in in front of her whole defence and was able to go full length to, to stop probably a, a, a mead chance I'm not sure it would have made its way to the net but still she wasn't taking any chances so that just epitomises uh, the, 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 the player that she is and fully deserving of the award and I, I, I don't think you could fault any of the of the Soaring Star Awards that went to the defence maybe uh, Daniela Harrison maybe of of, uh, uh, of Down could have been considered ultimately as well but uh, you know some good players in there as well ultimately and even we take 8 to 15 you could have written down the best 10 players in that position and 10 quality players and 8 of them are included Roshan O'Keefe from Cavan in midfield partners Paul O'Haken from Down Roshan probably brought back to accommodate the team because like who do you leave out here Leanne Donnelly from Armagh Sarah Louise Graffin from Down Maeve Kelly from Antrim Neve Mallon from Down Kira Donnelly from Armagh Sarah McCartan from Down and off the top of my head Sinead McKenna from Cavan probably unlucky not to be in it yeah, no, no, quite, no question about it. Uh, with regards to with regards to that, and uh, and uh, probably you know one or two down players could have been unlucky there. Could have been considered also. Um, but you know, I I'd have to credit the, that that team. Can you imagine going out against that six, Darren? I uh, like they would they would put it up to a number of senior teams. You know that they, I, I'd love to see that, that six. And that's adding the two behind him in midfield as well. Phenomenal uh, attackers. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. Paula Hagen in the in the engine room there, driving driving everything forward. It's like, um, I oh yeah, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to see that team kind of get to the field and uh, and uh, maybe you know maybe for the crack sometimes they should look at putting the all stars out against the soaring stars just to see. I don't know, but that six forwards to me and that midfield. Yeah, would put it up to many a senior team in the in, in the championship. Um, uh, there's, there's no doubt the Donnelly's phenomenal effort this year with Armagh. They again seized on an opportunity that created itself and and took that uh, Premier Junior title. Great credit to Cavan. Good to see them back on on, on the circuit and uh, hopefully they'll be able to build build on that. And uh, Antrim, yeah, they're a team that's coming. There's no doubt about it as well. An intermediate, there could be a serious intermediate championship next year. Darren Leash on the bit of a rise. Antrim, it looks like on a bit of a rise. You have uh, uh, Kerry maybe in there back in as well, and then you throw all the second teams back into the scenario. Maybe that needs to be looked at going forward. I I, I don't know. Maybe there should be a, a senior B championship or whatever. That intermediate championship I thought this year was good quality. And uh, it allowed some of the other co- the counties that to be able to express themselves. And you're playing like against like, if you if you know what I mean. And you're not playing Galway's second team or Cork's second team. Um, I think there has to be a way of facilitating the second teams. But I don't know whether throwing them in against those intermediate teams. I, I'm not sure. Like you're talking about now an intermediate championship next year, and you've seen Antrim and Leash and Kerry advance this year, and. Uh, all of a sudden they might be put back down the peg next year. And I, what does that do for those counties? That's what I, I just would worry about a little bit. But um, again, that could be a serious championship, no doubt about it, next year. And that was the Camogie Association All-Star presenter, Killian Whelan. And Killian just also asked me to uh, mention and thank David O'Shea and Entree, uh, only for them putting faith in him to do commentaries for the past few years. He wouldn't have had the opportunity like he got the other night. And definitely our thanks to David O'Shea and Entree for their work promoting Camogie, as well as many other video recorders too. And we're so delighted for Killian to get that opportunity. And as we mentioned in the piece, hopefully he gets a chance to do it. 
again in front of a crowd later in the year. Time will tell. Also, we'd like to thank Trace Maher, who was with us earlier on. At Rye Win a House and Car. Check the website out. The details are on our website as well. And we wish them the very, very best of luck with that. That's Sports Stars Kamoyi for the week. As mentioned earlier on, the third half this week. Special features Galway Siobhan McGrath. And also a very special edition of the Fair Green with Sarah Sexton from Milford in County Cork as we look back at Sarah's career and also the golden period for Milford when they won three All-Ireland titles in four years for such a small parish, a small village, an amazing achievement and I got a chance to relive that with Sarah during the week. So check that out. That's the Fair Green, the third half. Of course, if you're a football fan tomorrow, Sports Stars Football will be here. We'll be talking to the new LGFA president, Michal Nocton, and also Joanne Doonan will be with us. Look ahead to round seven of the AFL Women's Series. I'd like to thank our guests here again on the show, Killian Whelan and Trace Maher. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Darren Kelly, and this was Sports Stats Camogie.